Johnny Guay. Let's introduce ourselves. I'm Lupe. I'm Dirk. I'm Gio. I'm Josh. And I'm Mary Luz, and we are the Movie Night Gang. Tonight we watch Monster House, the 2016 film. 2016? 2016, dang it! I was gonna say she's also We're the Movie Night Gang! No, 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 never again. Tonight we watched Monster House. The film is about three teens who discover that their neighbor's house is really a living, breathing, and scary monster. It was made in 2006. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> Alright, before we start, let's get into the news. Yeah, news. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> what? You've never heard our podcast? Then it goes off. I mean, Granny Bottoms being attacked by sea clams or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, you haven't listened to our podcast that. Okay. Bigly Bottoms? Is that what you said? Bikini Bottom residents have been attacked by a raging torrent of robot horror. Okay, news. So, first bit of news. Uh, the animated Mario movie had its cast released a few <laughs> weeks ago at, at in October's Nintendo Direct. And I actually forgot about this until now. Like, I almost, like, I legit almost forgot that we had to talk about this because... <laughs> No, we have to because it's it's an animated movie and this is important. So if you haven't heard already, the cast for the upcoming Mario movie is Chris Pratt as Mario, Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach, Charlie Day as Luigi, and Jack Black as Bowser. We also have supporting roles with Keegan-Michael Key as Toad and Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Great casting. That's top-tier casting. Thank you, Nintendo. Of course, like, who else could voice such beloved characters? What a, what a great cast list. Skadoosh. It's gonna skadoosh We also learned that Charles Marnet, who usually voices Mario in the games, like some other characters like Wario and Waluigi, he's gonna apparently make some cameos in the movie, so, I mean, at least that's cool. He's still gonna be in it. No, it's Keegan Michael <laughs> Key. I just, I literally just said oh, that. Oh, yeah, from Keegan Powell, right? Peel, Keegan <laughs> Powell. What is this? Is the Powell region? Peel? Yeah. Jordan. Jordan Peel. Keegan Peel was stupid. But yeah, the the movie will be released on December twenty first, two thousand twenty two. At least what? here in North America. That, hey, Christmas. Yeah. What do you guys think of this cast list? I like the audience or us? You guys! That's all that runs run free in my brain, knowing that Jack's a Bowser. <laughs> I just, they took popular voice actors, actors, and they're like, hey, this is gonna work, and it is not. <laughs> like, they're such, what's the word? Um, iconic characters. Why? 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, we'll see. Maybe you know what? What if it's <laughs> no? Don't <laughs> stop Maybe right don't. there. No, no. I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. I mean, so will I actually. No, I agree with no, that. It'll be it's a just... great comedy movie. I can't Listen. wait. Okay, they're okay. I'm not gonna deny that they're great actors. Mm-hmm. Crispy Rat and um Taylor are great, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to say her name. That's Cecil Taylor. But when you put them together, it you like if you don't know if they have chemistry together or not, then it's not gonna work out. Especially when you're just grabbing random famous actors, excluding Danny DeVito. He's not in the movie, and I'm sad. Anyway, like you see the problem. Because you, you said how... We were talking about... Okay, this is a little off topic. Is that okay? We were talking about how the Hulk should get his own movie. And you said that you the Mark Ruffalo is a great actor, mm-hmm. but he can't hold his own. It, I think it runs the same. If you put a ton of great actors together, they're going to try to all steal the show. Or, you know? Because Crispy Rat, you know him. You know all the controversies around him. So... I think he's a great actor, and I think he plays well with other people, but there has to be a good chemistry surrounding it. I want to be open-minded and actually go watch the movie and enjoy it as much as I can, just Mm -hmm. like I went to see Venom 2 with an open mind and enjoyed it, whereas other people didn't like it, which is okay. Mm -hmm. I don't personally think I'm going to like the Mario movie. I think they're just going to make another bad Mario movie, and they're going to have to just delete it off the internet. Um, (laughs) But good luck. Have they shown any of the animation? No, not yet. Concept art yet? No, nope. nothing yet. Um, no, this is until, what is it, 2022? Yeah. It's being done by Illumination. Yeah, Illumination! Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. The only, that's the only thing that I'm... I agree. That's the only thing we should look forward to. Their animation is actually great. This well, Pickle Me 3 okay. has some of the best animation I've seen. That's all I'm saying. Okay, here's the thing with Illumination in their movies. It's terrible. Like, yeah, I guess, like, their animation, like, is good. Like, it's, I, I can't say that it's, like, bad quality or anything. It's just that, like, their, their budgets are so cheap. And that's, like, on purpose. Like, they're trying to make the highest quality animation possible on the lowest budget and get the biggest return on investment by making these movies. And that's the exact reason why Nintendo went to Illumination in the first place. They could have went to a studio like Disney or DreamWorks that has a very, very high standard of CGI animation, but they didn't. They went to Universal because Universal is really cheap. Like, Illumination makes the cheapest animated films and they bring home billions of dollars. Like, just, like, sing Serial Life of Pets and Despicable Me alone. Like, have gross, like, over $2 billion collectively. So it's like, yeah, we're gonna go with the cheapest animation studio. And, like, on the business side, that yeah, that makes sense. So... To be fair, also, that, like, if you just separate the movie from the animation itself and you just look at the animation and everything and, like, the quality of it, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think what makes people so, like, this system to the studio itself is when you add the whole element of story on top because mm-hmm. the story sort of is like either yeah. a good or good man or bad man or the, you know what i mean like i think it's a, yeah if yeah. it's the animation by itself it's fine it's like dumb humor like oh my god they just farted and then yeah. the whole, That's the whole theater of children mm-hmm. laugh yeah. <laughs> yeah. well Sorry. aren't they more towards aren't they more targeted towards they're supposed to, their target audience or demographic is supposed to be towards like families, ages, family, yeah. Family, so. so, I mean, that's sort of, it's, I mean, at least in my I wouldn't opinion, expect probably expected, like, I wouldn't expect family movies to only be targeted towards children, though, because, mm-hmm. like, Monster House. Yeah, 
Yeah. But I'll talk about that later because that's something I really like about Monster yeah. House. But one other thing about the whole like Mario movie cast that like has been like kind of like bugging me, and I'm surprised like no like people on Twitter aren't angry about this, is the whole like th- how what how this impacts the voice acting industry. Like there was a really good video that I found a few months ago that was talking about how projects like this really affect voice acting because you already have an established IP that has voice actors already in it, but you're just replacing those actors and actresses with celebrities just because that will bring in more money. But then that like in in the long run, it just hurts the industry because it's like, you're not promoting these people who already exist in this IP already. It's like, that's why I really appreciate the SpongeBob movies because they always keep their original shows voice cast every single time. Like the quality of the movies can vary, but at least at the, at, at the very least, they keep everybody who's in the show in the movie. And then the same, same thing with some other video game adaptations. Like I was saying how Ratchet and Clank sucks. That's like one of the worst video game movies ever made. But like, I'm so happy they kept James Arnold Taylor and Jim Ward and all of them to like voice their character instead of just relying on celebrities to replace these voice actors. But since Nintendo doesn't care about that, they're just going to replace all their voice cast with celebrities. If, I guess, rivalries, quote-unquote, wasn't involved, I think that Sony Interactive would make an extremely well-animated Mario movie. Oh, like Sony Feature Animation? Yeah. I think so, too, actually. The, the studio I really wanted to make it was Blue Sky Studios. They would be perfect for Mario, but they don't exist anymore because Disney hates them, and they shut down their studio and fired 500 animators. So thank you, Disney. To be fair, also, like, Illumination Studios, if you... At least the one movie that pops up in mind is like uh, the Larks that they made the Larks and how like colorful that was and thinking how that setting is gonna be put like how colorful it's gonna be and how bright it's gonna be for Super Mario. I don't know. I think that's a good. What kind of story are they even gonna tell? No <laughs> idea. Princess gets captured. Oh no! <laughs> that's just yeah. That's that's the point. Yeah, <laughs> I think sort of do that. No, like Mario, almost. Not, not I mean, that's all they got. They might make fun of themselves. No, no. they're definitely going to. <laughs> yeah, Me- Me- Meta humor is all of the rage since Deadpool. That's all yeah. kids' movies do nowadays. So there's no way that they're not gonna. I'm I'm personally sick of meta humor. I especially just want to die. If especially if it's video game movies. For some reason, that just seems to be like the top like humor that they pick is like meta humor, whatnot. They might have it that Peach. Isn't just a damsel in distress for once, and they'll push the whole powerful woman. Oh yeah, yeah but the yeah. but the <laughs> but the nineteen eighty six OVA did that too, except it wasn't like overbearing. It was just like she was cool, mm-hmm. and that was nineteen eighty six. Okay, this is how the movie's gonna go. Mario's gonna be like, save yourself, and then that's it. <laughs> no, if that happens, that would be the best movie ever. Peach and Bowser actually build a relationship, and they're actually. If it's a rom-com, I would be really surprised. That would actually be cool. Relationship. They have a relationship already. That's why she keeps getting captured. It's willingly she keeps getting captured. You know, she likes. This goes deeper than we thought. <laughs> you know this, is, this is the second movie. <laughs> actually, technically, if we go off from the ending in Super Mario Odyssey, where there's a whole, like, silly... I guess it's a whole silly scene. It's not, like, a big thing. But imagine if they taking that concept into it, which is... Both Mario and Bowser are trying to give her. Don't a spoil game for game. people who haven't played the oh, game. That's yes. a good. That's a good ending. Don't spoil it. All right, go, go listen to me. Go watch the ending. 
You should. I'll let you borrow it. You should play it. Which one? Well, it's a great, it's a great game. You know how you play co-op and you, one of the players places a Oh no, that doesn't count. That doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all she played. What? I'm, I'm, my friend at the time wanted to be Mario. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you borrow it because like it's a great game. Just, I think it's I think it's the best 3D Mario game. I've played honestly. only the beginning of it because Eric borrowed, let me borrow it too, but it is also very good solo wise. I don't know about co-op. No, Mario isn't made for co-op. Going back on topic, <laughs> I, I wanted to say that a a good actually a great video game movie. It's not necessarily entirely video game, but Wrecker Ralph. Yeah, no, that's a great, no, that's a great movie. I wanted yeah, to bring I that agree. up earlier with them bringing up Meta Gamer because apparently I had never seen the second one. But in no, the second one, so ooh, ooh, no. I'm not, I'm no, not spoiling no. anything because I don't even no, know it. No, no, don't spoil. Just I, I, I hate, I hate Wreck-It Ralph too. Oh, oh, you don't know. It's literally, it's the worst <laughs> Disney movie ever made. I hate Wreck-It Ralph too. Uh, it's okay. such a bad movie. Um, we don't want to eat beans like Drake watching Cars too. <laughs> I think that Wreck-It Ralph did great with mm-hmm. all the references, um, especially the Street Fighter references, yeah. or just I was that a Halo reference? That was right. Which one? The 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 female soldier that's a fighting alien. Oh, Jane I Lynch. So. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know what she no. represents, but I definitely I, Halo. No, I really think so. Like I know it's not Master Chief because they yeah. couldn't have gotten Master Chief, but like those are great. Re- like all of them are great mm-hmm. references to video games. Pac-Man and even Record Ralph himself. He's a, a reference to Rampage. I don't know if you've ever played that game. Yeah, I played it. I used to play it on an arcade by my house in New York. But yeah, like it, it was great. Um, I wish they do something like that. Instead, I feel like they're just gonna retell the the quote unquote story of the old games and then change it up a bit which I hope they do obviously because I don't want to just see the same thing but Chris Pratt running around that'd One be Mushroom Kingdom I, I want them to like I want them to like change it up like oh he goes to save Peach but then turns out Peach already escaped a while ago and she's like this girl boss is running around you know that's the Suicide Squad yeah like, I don't know do something crazy that it wouldn't happen in the games it's just like one day in the Mushroom Kingdom, Murray said, "I'm done." <laughs> and the Legion had enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. They, if, if they, okay, wait. I have to say, if they don't reference Waluigi at all, I am boycotting. No, I think that's what he said. Charles Martin is gonna like make some cameos. I think he's gonna voice uh, Wario and the Legion and Waluigi. That's what I'm predicting. So they're probably gonna be in it. Plant becomes the main character somehow. I just remembered that I have the WarioWare game. Yo, what? And I played it. You have the what? You have the I, Mario Wii game? No, the Wario. Oh, game. <laughs> I've been looking for it all over. I mean, I do have it. <laughs> I just I can't see myself. Actually, I can't see Chris Pratt. I, I keep saying that. I don't mean to. I just okay. I don't see Chris. <laughs> I don't see him. I don't see Chris as like you killed Gamora. <laughs> You know, like, I don't see him as Mario. He just doesn't work to me. But I'm You killed the princess! I love that's racist. That's a racial slur. I'm, I'm hoping that I, I, I love being proven wrong. Because I was like, yo, I think Venom 2 being 90 minutes long is going to be a terrible movie. I watched it. I was like, 
And I it, liked the and movie. And it was a terrible movie, but I it was fun. I liked the movie. But, movie. but it was fun. I wish it was longer because there was so much to unpack that they did not. Anyway, uh, <laughs> more news. <laughs> okay. Does y'all want to say we should just else? stop the news. <laughs> this is more than half the podcast. Right not now. really. Like every every episode's news section is like only like like a third. Yeah. Like not even like our our actual movie time is like most of the episode. We have a lot yeah. to talk about. But the news is the most fun part. Edit them. I already know what goes on in them. Any hooting out of way. More news. Out of this world and into another dimension with the Super Mario Brothers. Jump to the ultimate level of excitement. Super Mario Brothers. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Now playing. Alright, next news. So, Alan Horn, who was the former... Uh, Chief Creative Officer of Disney Studios has stepped down, or will step down this month. And he has had this role since 2019. And, yeah. He's gone. He was also the chairman of the studio from 2012 to 2019. And I, the reason why I want to talk about this is because... Um, the the website I got it from, like the the way they worded like his departure from the company just seemed weird to me. So they said Underhorn Disney received or Disney recovered from period of flops to become the biggest film studio in Hollywood. Propelled by high profile remakes and franchise temples, it accounted for some forty percent of the domestic box office in twenty nineteen. And like that I guess is true. Yeah, like they didn't make a bunch of like remakes and like Marvel and Star Wars got big this decade, but it's like was it really because of his influence on the company? It's like, because he came in 2012 and that was when he was chairman and he was only CCO for like three years because starting 2019 now he's leaving this year. Um, and this whole like push for more IPs and remix started like before he got there in 2012. It, like all, all of this launched because in 2010 they released Alice in Wonderland and it was the first film. I, I'm a, I don't know if Avatar counted at the time, but Alice in Wonderland was like the first movie to make over a billion dollars at the box office. And because of that success, Disney was like, yo, let's take more old movies and remake them. And then that's like how they got successful during that time. But like he wasn't there when Alice in Wonderland was released. That was 2010. So I don't know. Like I, for everything else, it makes sense. Like Marvel got bigger like after like 2012. That's when the Avengers came out. Then The Force Awakens came out in 2015. So it's like, I guess, I don't know. It just I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't seem like it to me though. And it's weird because like he's he was the C CCO for all of Disney Studios. So that means it's not just like regular Disney. It's like their animation studio, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, like everything that's under the Disney umbrella. Like that's what he was like basically overseeing. So like every big decision they made, he was the one watching. I guess big. I almost said big. I said almost said big Iger, Bob Iger, Bob Iger was the CEO. So of course like he saw like everything in the company like tv movies parks everything and yeah i don't know it's just weird 
Like, I don't know. I, I, the, the one thing I hope, though, is that, like, with him leaving, I hope it's not the case that they're just going to replace him with someone who, else, who, like, knows even less about what is the best decision for the studio to make, and then they keep releasing mediocre stuff. Because their new CEO, Bob Chapek, is a freaking plebe who's ruining everything, and I hate him. So I, whoever they get to be a new CCO for Disney Studios, I hope he actually knows what he's doing. What are things that you want to see come from Disney? Okay. <laughs> Disney as a whole, the two things I really want to see them fix is their parks, which that's a whole other subject that I've been like really mad about the past few weeks. But I don't think I want to get into here, but I'm like so mad with the parks and like what they're doing with them right now but, but with the movies like the one division i really 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 need think um needs like restructuring is the feature animation department because like i don't know what's been going on there the past few years but it's like i feel like they're not like pushing themselves the way they used to like recently um jennifer lee became the new like president of feature animation and like i don't know i feel like ever since she became president it's like they haven't like been as good lately like i feel like the last movie they made that like really like pushed the limits of their storytelling was zootopia that was a really good movie and then like everything since has just been like okay or like like i like some of the movies they made since like i like frozen 2 and stuff like that but it's just like like they they don't have the same weight that a lot of their earlier films did it's just like it it, it it's like the same issue with the part where it's like they're just kind of like doing like mediocre stuff it's like oh this will make a billion dollars anyway because we're disney and everyone's gonna go see a disney movie it's like that's how their feature animation departments is now it's like not as much effort as it used to be i was gonna say since you mentioned zootopia the same people are making Encanto. oh yeah same directors yeah yeah so i i and yeah they have, they have i'm pretty sure they haven't directed since zootopia so i'm, I'm that's why i'm hoping that this one will actually be like really good because like they're really good at directing and writing their movies messages mm-hmm. between everybody who's seen it yeah yeah that's what i saw too like i didn't see the movie for a good while and i remember that the reception was like very mixed and it's like what i mentioned the last episode about the documentary like it's like like things were like such a mess like <laughs> jennifer lee who's the director of that movie she's also the president of the company and it's like i just i don't know like i feel like when she doesn't have a co-director it's just like she doesn't really like know what she's really doing it's just i don't know like like on the contrast you have pixar where Pete Docter recently became the new president because Jaws and Lassender stepped down in 2017. And I feel like he's been doing a really good job. Like, not every movie they've made has, like, hit, but, like, their track record, like, significantly got better when he became president. Like, with, like, Coco, so, uh, even, um, what else was he made? Like, uh, like Luca was pretty good. Like, I, like, I, I think, like, Luca was great. You took that. <laughs> no, it was great. But, yeah, like, 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 Pixar is, like, still, like, I feel like they're still challenging themselves like and i think another good example is like with toy story 4 because toy story 4 was conceived when Lasseter was still at the company because he said he didn't want a toy story 4 because he said like 3 was like the ending but then like disney really wanted the 4 so he's like okay we're gonna try developing this and then instead of like pete doctor just throwing that idea away like him and andrew stanton actually came in like worked really hard to make a really powerful movie with that one and it's like i i really applaud that like like pixar is like still to this day challenging themselves with their movies but it's like disney features like it's just like like there, there used to be like that drive at the beginning of the 2010s like after the 2000s was disastrous for them they had to close down their Florida studio they like actually like put the efforts like make like really good movies like um with like Tangled and Glenn King's directing on that one and like Wreck-It Ralph the first Frozen 
uh, in Zootopia, it's like they like they really, really tried like the first half of the decade, and it was like, oh, well, our movies make a billion dollars now. Let's not try anymore. And it's like the rest of the decade kind of sucked. And I just, I don't know. I just feel they should put like they should have that push again, like they did in the past, to like actually make better movies. That's just what I really want from them. And I hope the new CCO, whoever they hire, actually gets them to do that. Can we bring back two D animation? By the way, that's not gonna happen. No, but it's so amazing. I don't think in recent time I've seen, not like, oh, I haven't seen a good 2D animated movie, but I just haven't seen many or any at all. I don't... In the, in the United States. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, in Japan, obviously. Yeah. But, like, in the U.S., like, I think the last one I remember ever seeing was Lulu and Stitch. And that was Their so last cool. 2D animated film was Winnie the Pooh in 2011, which I rewatched. It wasn't that good, honestly. <laughs> um, Lulu and Stitch from 2010, right? No, Winnie the Pooh from 2011. That no, was the I'm last saying, one. No, I'm saying like Lulu and Stitch 2. That's from the 2000. Yeah, but 2 wasn't made by them. That was Disney Toon Studios. The first movie was made by them in 2002. But... Okay, then yeah. I seen, like, I just, I want 2D animation back. See. I think it actually could work. But if they do it, they have to push their marketing super, super hard and be like, yo, you have to watch this movie in theaters because we're bringing back 2D animation. And, like, make it a super hype event. Like, that's how, that's how you bring it back. Like, actually, like, put the work and effort into making it a big deal and, like, make it a big grandiose epic 2d adventure like that, that would be really cool i think people would actually want to see that so only thing well, i mean only reason i say that is because like let's compare it which i don't know if it's fair or not but spirited away uh to me feels extremely magical mm -hmm. and everything compared to onward that's supposed to be a magical movie it just felt like we were walking around in Detroit or something. <laughs> <laughs> a shitty town following two teenagers high on acid. I don't know. <laughs> and it just... I, is that a... I don't know anymore. I was just going to say there's a curse word in there. Remember to bleep that out. Oh, I'm sorry. No but, cuss oh, words, guys. I, I can <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I just... I don't know. I no. Too, that's fair though. That's fair. I'd rather rewatch Mulan seventeen times than watch the live action one. Even oh, though I've heard the live action one is good. Yeah. Like I, I'd, I'd rather watch all of the old. The, I God. a lot of the live I action. Mean, a lot of the live action ones also though too have a lot of mixed messages. In turn, I mean like people receiving mm -hmm. the movie. Yeah. Like there's also mixed messages because either some people are like. It's mostly just meh, or they absolutely hate it. Mm -hmm. And it's Aladdin, everyone. <laughs> My sister like, loves that movie. I hate it. I think it's alright. I, I think that's the worst one out of I all of them. I think I remember well, seeing something about... Oh, who is it? Will Smith? He... Right? I mean, he was cool. Then I can never mind. No, he was in Okay, that was something. I think there was a comment, though, that he was talking about, about when they approached him to be the genie. And he was like, I... I can't... Yeah, I can't do what he did, you know what I mean? And so I was like, mm. That's the thing, a lot so, of people were expecting him to be Robin Williams, and you can't be that man. He's just that amazing, but he took the genie and made his own version mm -hmm. of it, and I really appreciate Yeah, I respect that, that a lot. That's why I like the movie. I think he did a good job with what he had. He couldn't fill up his shoes, obviously, mm -hmm. and especially since Robin Williams was improvising most of the movie, and all the jokes was just him and the mm -hmm. cast trying not to laugh during real time, which was great. That just goes to show how great of a person he was. Wait, so. two, two things. I, I, want, I don't want to straight up two topics because I don't want to get to the other stories, but one, that just reminds me, there's a really, really great... Uh, Aladdin documentary on the DVD from 2004 that goes into so much detail about the production of that movie 
Like it's like I I feel like, you, like even if you don't really care about the production of movies that much, like it's just it's such a great documentary, and you can you have it's like an interactive one too. So you like pick different like thingies on it. It's like it's, it's literally the best Disney documentary ever made. It's so cool. Um, that and then two, uh, the whole thing with the remix. It's like I just I don't understand it. Like there's other video essays that do a better job explaining it, but it's just like like I just I don't understand it. Like in terms of like audience reception it's like 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 why do you want these movies and then people say like oh no i don't want these movies nobody wants these movies like yes you guys do these movies make over a billion dollars every year like people go to these movies it's like why are you going to these movies like why do you want to watch like familiarity like why don't you want to be challenged by film anymore it's like i don't i just i don't get it like why do you want to see a different adaptation of something you already know and you want it to be the same. Oh, Mulan sucked because it didn't have Mushu in it. I thought you wanted a different adaptation. I'm like, I'm just, I just, I don't understand like the audience mentality towards these movies, but they go watch them anyway because they make a bunch of money. So the same thing with the studios to begin with. Why do they put in the effort and the money and the time into creating these things when they could put that effort into making, I don't know, maybe more representation. Yeah. That'd be I was going to say diversity <laughs> would be great. Yeah. And like, on the studio side, yeah, that's exploiting nostalgia. So that makes sense. That's a reason, at least. But, like, audiences, like, they have no excuse to... If they hate this, like, don't support it. Don't go... Don't give your money to Disney if you don't want these. And people keep doing it anyway. Like, I just don't... Like, Aladdin was the last one, I'm pretty sure. And it made over a billion dollars. So... There was... I, I, there was Dumbo. That, I okay. thought that one was worse. No, that, that, that actually was a box office bomb. But I think that was more because Disney's poor marketing. I've never saw. I think yeah, I saw. that's what I was gonna say. I've never. I don't even remember. I've never seen it. I've seen I like one it. little. It was like one of those shorter ads that you get on like YouTube, and I saw like an ad for it. I was like, "They're making a movie of this? Wait, when did this happen?" I <laughs> like, saw. Yeah, you know, that saw. went by like a blur. I don't remember that at all. I saw one ad throughout the whole year, and then by the time I knew it, the movie had released on Blu-ray, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> I just, I didn't even know that it was, I thought it was just like a teaser trailer. And nah, uh, it was just, it just flew by. But they should definitely bring back to the animation, please. It's beautiful. Continue. Hello, Fiona. And I see you brought cake. That's cool, right? Only if it's cool that I brought Lord Monochromacorn. Sweet babies. Adventure time. A new episode, Monday at 8, 7 central on Cartoon Network. Alright, next bit of news. <laughs> Two more stories. This next one comes courtesy of Geo. Thank you, because I almost forgot about this one. So, no, I always say news. No one can say news. I am this. <laughs> okay, so this, this, this is about uh, Adventure Time. So, Cartoon Network and HBO are making a spinoff of Adventure Time that's based off of the, the Fiona and Cake serials and stuff. There's no release date for it, but like it will be on HBO Max since Cartoon Network basically is HBO Max now. And Adam Mudo is going to be running this show. He was an executive producer on the original Adventure Time. Well, actually, he became the showrunner after Pendleton Ward left in 2013, 14. I don't remember when he left, but yeah, 13, I think he left. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's that's basically all the information they have. Yet there's not really like anything else for now. So yeah. Um, how do y'all feel about that? Because like even Distant Lands. I I never said anything about this because I want to wait until like here. I guess how I feel is like 
I'm just kind of like whatever about, but it's like, I feel like they don't like need it. I don't really want to see spinoffs of Adventure Time. It's like, I feel like it should just be like a one and done show. Like, I don't, I mean, and, and like for me personally, like I kind of lost interest in the original show when Adam Budo took over in season four. Like I, I personally like the, like the first few seasons of Adventure Time more than the later ones. And I just don't really like the way he directed the show later on. So it's like the fact that he's still in charge of the show, or he's going to be more in charge of this one. It's like, I'm not really looking forward to it. Like, with Distant Lands, I kind of liked it because they got different directors to work on that. And I give it, like, I feel like a more unique feel. And, like, I actually, like, went deeper into the storytelling of it. But it's, like, I was just, like, a per- like it's just, like, a personal nitpick for me. It's just, like, I don't like Mudo's directing. So it's, like, I'm not really looking forward to it because of that. But, yeah, that's that's just how I feel. Personally, for me, Adventure Time is, like, my comfort show. And then when it ended, I was like, yo, what do I do? <laughs> And then, so, like, these little, like, spin-off thingies, they kind of, like, they kind of keep me going, because it's, like, something that I can look forward to still with Adventure Time, even though the main series is, like, over, there's still these, like, little stories that I can, like, look forward to and, like, try to keep up with. I still have to watch the latest Distant Lands, but... Oh, yeah, same. But, like, it's still, like, I still appreciate it, even if it's just, like, background noise. I don't care. Like, it's... (laughs) adventure time so just just yeah like i honestly don't give too much of a thought about like is it gonna be good is it gonna be bad whatever i'm kind of just like i'm happy that it's like still kind of going on in like some kind of capacity because like i didn't want it to end when it did end but it had to and yeah it's just very yes it's like a chicken noodle soup when you're sick. I mean, it could just be also that they'll take the this show into like a different approach and try to separate, like, because that's a whole other parallel, like, sort of universe, I guess, in, in Adventure Time. You know what I mean? So they might, you know, might not be like attached to this show as much if that makes sense and make it like its own thing so that it can actually stand on its own two legs I mean, next maybe. to adventure time i don't know i'm pretty sure they're sense. gonna get most of the original crew back together though which is cool though like i'm if they do that that would be like really cool to like because they it, from the behind the scenes i saw like they seem like they had a lot of fun working on the original show so i hope they get like as much people from the originals back to work on it because that's cool i like when studios do that i think that I, I agree with you guys. I don't think it's necessary, but even if it's not, it's something I'm looking forward to just because it's more world building. I absolutely adore world building. If you can get me to enjoy the characters and you can make the world be a character, then you did something right. And that's something with um Adventure Time. You can distinctly tell what biome you're in or what land uh, you're in. Um, and it's just, it's great. So I think that with, uh, Fiona and Cake, it's gonna, it's always gonna live in Adventure Time Shadow as a spinoff, obviously, but I think it's still gonna be good and I'm gonna try to enjoy it at least. I'll, I'll look at it with an open mind. That's what I've been doing lately. Just look at everything with an open mind and, oh, they're working with what they have. I shouldn't judge them too harshly, but if it's deserved and, you know, if they're not gonna do a good job. Don't touch Adventure Time. This show is beautiful. Okay. I think Adventure Time, at least for me, left off at like the perfect point because it not only left me asking, like, oh, I want to know more, I want to know more. 
but at the same time, I felt that a lot of things got resolved, and I was happy. And that last episode is the proof. <laughs> I came up with my own conclusions to questions and or plot uh, points that they didn't really touch on after a while. And it just made me, uh, I guess, happy because I felt like, oh, I'm so knowledgeable about this that it feels feels like I know I, I'm living there or something. Um, whereas the show is not literally reading off an info dump to me like, oh, yeah, so Jake died because this and Stop. that. <laughs> like, no, it's like. You're like, you figure it out. You're like, oh, that's sad. And then they bring it up, and it's so heartbreaking. That's Disneyland. <clears throat> I really like that one. That, it's such that a episode great episode. episode. That episode is broke. It's about, like, <laughs> letting go. And I don't know, it kind of, to me, at least, it personally spoke a little bit about, like, um, just let go of, not the show, but just, you know, the show. <laughs> <laughs> kind of just let go of the show because we're not going to. Bring it back, but then they brought it back. Those all don't feed a dead horse. Yeah, uh, I feel like with Fiona and Cake, they they could still leave that like amb- ambiguity that they left with like how the original show ended because Fiona and Cake is kind of like a separate entity, mm-hmm. so it, they can't really. It's just fanfic, yeah. literally. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like they can't build on all of those like things from the original because it's not the same story. Mm-hmm. But they can build on the characters. I yeah, don't they can, like but... the characters from what we've seen. I just. I actually think it's really funny. I don't know. Like, I guess that's what, that's like one of the reasons why I still want to watch it anyway. Because I feel like you could do a lot of really funny stuff with it. I'm just a little bit, I guess, not suspicious, but I'm trying to be cautious because Adventure Time ended in 2011, 2010. Ended? Yeah, like the. the f- it started it... in 2010. Oh, it did? And it ended <laughs> oh, in 2018, right? No. 20. 2019. No. 2019. Recently, yeah. 2019. Really? Yeah. It was 10 seasons mm-hmm. long that dragged on forever. The oh. second longest Cartoon Network show behind Ed and Eddie. Oh, I thought the show Ew. ended in 2019. You mean ill? Ew, Ed and Eddie is that long? Yeah, the best Cartoon Network show. That's why yes. it ran. Yeah, that's the best one. No. I think oh, you're right. That, regular show's the best that, one. That show made me feel oh. gross watching it. <laughs> Like it's so good. All the characters were like scratchy and they just like they keep moving and they're not moving. And the sound effects. Okay, the I sound effects. Oh, Mr. Meaty is Nickelodeon and it's absolutely horrific. Amazing. It's amazing. I love Mr. Meaty. We don't talk about that. Um, okay. So puppets. Okay, okay. Mr. Meaty. The like one and only episode I can remember is the one with like the worm. Yep, the tape. That's the episode everybody remembers. <laughs> I've never seen that episode. So good luck. It's, it's on YouTube. Disgusting. I don't know. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> um, I, I okay. So uh, I guess I messed up because in my confusion, I thought the show ended a really long time ago. So mm-hmm. I was gonna say, um, it'd be weird if Gravity Falls got a spin off years after the main show ended, but it. I'm wrong, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Gravity Falls. It's such a great show. I have to rewatch. I have to rewatch. I haven't watched it since it aired. Cause like I, I rewatch bits and pieces, and it's like I don't enjoy it as much as I used to. But it's because it's not. Be- it's because I'm not watching it all together. Like I don't think Gravity Falls works as like a show you can just like watch on the episode, even if you've seen the whole series. Like you have to watch it like in order. Cause like the only it- thing is, I'm so sick of like the first few episodes. <laughs> Cause I've watched it so many times, like the one with the zombies. Like oh yeah, no, no, yes. Yeah, I, I like the episode, but because I've watched it so many times, it annoys me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how we all get through that. I think I only got up to like 
There's not that. There's only there's, there's only forty episodes. It's not that yeah, long. It's twenty episodes per season. That aired between six seasons. Thank that six years. Six years. Thank you, Disney, for abusing that show schedule. <laughs> I was there for that. I want to go back to Adventure Time because I have a fun fact about me. The first ever episode I watched about Adventure Time was the first episode, and I didn't know that. I was watching it randomly, and it was the episode where all the candy zombie. Uh, people show up at slumber party. Yeah, and I, that was the first episode I ever watched, and I quote it all the time to my parents, and they quote it back to me because that's the only episode we watched together. Oh. <laughs> okay, well, next Saturday it's Cowboy Bebop all night long, starting at midnight. Bang, bang. Only tsunami on Adult Swim. More news? Yeah, one more story. So. Uh, on October 21st, which this episode might be out, but actually I don't know when this episode is going to be, but yeah, October th- 21st, Cowboy Bebop is coming back to Netflix. What, 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 so yeah, what? I can finally watch. Maybe this, maybe this will be the first anime I actually finish because it's not that long. Isn't it on Hulu? Yeah, it's been on Hulu since forever. Yeah, but there's ads on Hulu unless you pay for it. I don't, I don't watch Netflix, what are you talking about? Even though we watched this movie on Netflix. But yeah, the, I, I, I assume they're putting Cowboy Bebop back on Netflix because the live-action remake comes out November 19th. The what? The live-action live remake of know. Cowboy Bebop. People will talk about it for a week. They will get mad. It will fall into obscurity, just like every other Netflix remake. Yeah. Oh, no. It's, 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 oh, oh no. you'll recognize the main actor right wait, away. Hold on. Wait, Doesn't he from Netflix Star Trek? Huh? Oh, no. Yeah. He's also, I think he's in, um, uh, what's his name? It's like something no, in Kumar go to White Castle. Oh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Yeah. Castle. Isn't he even like, it's a classic. Oh, you don't mess with the classics. Oh. So it's this guy. He's a main character. Oh my god. John Cho. Oh, John Cho. Oh. Yeah. I've never seen Cowboy Bebop though. Have any of y'all seen it? Nope. I know. But I know that it's a classic and yes. we have to watch it when it comes out on Netflix to support that we mm-hmm. should keep playing <laughs> yes. anime. Okay, listen, it sounds embarrassing, but if Netflix puts Sailor Moon on No, yes, I will watch that. I would watch yes. it. It's no, only a hundred episodes. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean embarrassing? Sailor well, Moon is more than 100 episodes. <laughs> is it? Yes. The original? Yeah. Well, the, the original there's one? like the original, and then there's Sailor Moon R, which is like and the second there's Sailor part Moon of Crystal. it. And so, yeah. And, and then there's Sailor just Moon a lot S, of... and Sailor Moon Super S. Like Crystal. Crystal is like... The remake. Crystal, Crystal is based off of the manga. The anime is like a separate thing. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And then Crystal and, and the regular show, they don't match up. They're like different kind of storylines. And then the movie, the movie is in continuation of Crystal, and then, yeah. But yeah, like, you know, for yeah. Sailor Moon, I made it to like episode 25. I, I, I only watched random episodes. I remember it made me cry, though, so. 
That's Honestly, why it's in there. there's some parts, I feel like there's some parts you could watch that show without having to be spoiled, I guess, in a way, because it's, they do pretty much filler of the week. And that's it. And so. That sounds easy. <laughs> I could watch some that. Some of them, though. I don't know. Some of them that that's go like into more. That's like most of the show. Yeah. And, most... then the, and then, like, here and there, there's, like, sprinkles of, like, actual, like, plot lines. Okay, actually, I could mention this really quick. So, there is this live action. It's not bad. Trust me. No, because I, when I watched it, it had, there were subtitles, and it was, um, and I guess it was made in Japan. It was, like, strictly in, like, Japan, that sort of thing. It was just on YouTube. What What is this? It's just, just, what show? Bro, it's still... You can't just say the live action and then leave it there. <laughs> Sorry. Well, because we're still on the topic of Sailor Moon. So oh, yeah, the, the Sailor Moon. I, you know, whatever. All right. That was so lost. Me too. Oh, but you were like, okay, you know what show, blah, blah, blah. Like, I thought you were talking about something new. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, I have two things to say. Y'all remember that Attack on Titan got a live action and then they took yes. it off the internet entirely? I never watched it. No. It had three movies. It was on Netflix. I remember watching I one of them it. and Armin had black hair, so I turned it off. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I mean, that's realistic. I watched the first one with my parents and we all were disgusted and went to Applebee's afterwards. <laughs> so, and we're disgusted even more. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the second one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it made you forget what you were gonna say. It's for the greater good. Oh, I, I remembered. Okay, because I saw Sailor Moon, I remember that she beats Goku, and that made me remember that. What? That <laughs> Netflix in that it's not debatable. Ger- Netflix in Germany has every single Dragon Ball um, movie and show, well, and that is not fair. I, I don't I don't want to get into it too much, but I'm pretty sure we already talked about this. How like DBZ isn't DBZ, like it doesn't exist. Okay, like no real version of Dragon Ball Z exists in the world yeah. still, because Toei's a bunch of freaking plebeians and they won't release it. So wait a minute. Read the manga. Josh, Sailor Moon can be Goku. Yes, that's not debatable. Yeah, I saw How? TikTok. No, yeah. No, listen. Wait, there was a TikTok right where like it's just a bunch of different anime fans and they're talking about who would be who, blah blah blah, right? And then <laughs> everyone in unison, Sailor Moon would be Goku. Yeah, literally. Okay, I I cannot stand when people will say something like, "Well, uh, um, Saitama is a, a gag character, so he'll beat Goku in one punch because that's his whole thing." He didn't beat uh, what's his name? The, the 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 anyway, I don't care. The alien at the end of season one, he didn't beat him in one punch, well, so he like, wouldn't beat Goku. Didn't the mom, <laughs> Didn't he also say in the very end? Like, oh, you were holding back or something? Yeah, but still. I don't know. I haven't seen the rest. Don't, don't attack me. I've seen that, at least. I've seen one. And they also say that, oh, well, he went from the moon back to Earth in less than 15 seconds. So he travels faster than the speed of light. Oh, yeah, well, Goku teleport. Anyway, that's not the (laughs) point. Sailor Moon could deck Goku real hard and easy. It's embarrassing. And I, I admit it. And you know me. (laughs) But... How? No. Uh, how? How? What do you mean? How? I don't know her powers. She's literally died and come back to yeah. life. She regenerated herself. Yeah. She's literally she's resurrected herself the moon. If she could summon the moon to crash into <laughs> Earth, she would have nothing. She's lived many lives. You know, I know the one. Uh, that's Spike. You should play the actual audio. Spike Kids. 
Spiking audio is spiking. You should play the actual audio of that little vine. Nope. <laughs> I, I, I'm vine illiterate. I didn't use vine. Okay. I can find it. I can find it. I got you. I got okay. You. So, um, wait. What was your question again? How would like Sailor how? Moon but y'all just said that. She wait. Had power. Okay. Um, your your answer didn't count. The moon. Okay. Piccolo destroyed the moon with his hand. So automatically got he did when did that happen at the start of dragon ball z when he made gohan turn into a, a great ape and oh yeah i forgot about that i haven't watched in years uh master roshi destroyed the moon too goku has destroyed planets literal planets from just whacking it out with bears so it doesn't count but sailor moon has the power of the universe easy <laughs> see okay she would be like if Goku fought um Zeno. That's the the strongest he you know, you know the tiny guys? Yeah. Oh BB boy. Yeah, the, they're cute. Um but yeah, that's like a Sailor Moon when that's Sailor Moon level. That's my opinion. Okay. I, <laughs> I got it up. Psyche K cannot be Goku. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if he can rewrite his own universe, he cannot be Goku. And that's non debatable. <laughs> so, okay, I think we're all no like we have to send it to Derek so he to, can to play it, it and put it uh, in. Yeah. Like, you thought we would just... Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> sound like you're coming out of a popcorn. Derek just... <laughs> I, I don't know what the was so uh, hard. Just went... <laughs> Alright, is that no, all the news? No, news. no that, that's all the news. What that's it. We got through the news. Wow, it's 11 p.m. Yeah. It took us half an hour. <laughs> no way! I literally said this is taking too long. You're like, no, it's normal. No way, We can take out like half of that. Then we Even lose all then. our content. No, no like, I'm keeping ha- all like that the in. ending parts of well, the stuff where we weren't talking in. about the actual news topics. No, I'm keeping that in. Don't keep everything. Okay. Yeah, anyway, I almost forgot the movie we watched. All right, back to Monster House. Oh my god. <laughs> From executive producers Robert Zemeckis and Steven Spielberg, Monster House. Did I miss anything interesting? Rated PG, directed by Gil Kennan. Alright, so... Great conversation, everyone. What were your first thoughts? Oh, boy! After watching the movie, what were your first thoughts? Nostalgia. I started watching the movie, I blacked out, and the movie was over. Well, you did, and you were making jokes the whole time. Very inappropriate Stop, jokes. don't say that. My mom watches the podcast. No, she does. I know. <laughs> My sister does. Don't she doesn't At care. At first, I was like, oh yeah, Monster, Monster House wasn't like that bad, like scary bad. But then afterwards, I was like, okay, I could see how children might not like this. Because it is kind of just like... It is. It's kind of spooky. Yeah, but I'm not gonna have nightmares of it. it yeah. I was five years old. <laughs> I mean, I'd imagine that kids would easily be slightly traumatized seeing a boy being lifted up by an old man, and then the old man having a heart attack. The right old man is spooky. No. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think that's the point, though. You know, can't get him like that. Well, you're real spooky. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can't like relate on that level of like childhood because like i did watch the movie as a kid like as i said i told everyone earlier like i i watched like in bits and pieces so it's like like mr nebercracker actually terrified me as a kid but that's like really like i have like no other like childhood connection to this movie so like the way i view it was just like now and like what i know about film now and i think this movie is like freaking great like this movie was robbed of an oscar it should have won 
2006's Oscar for Best Animated Feature. It's a really, really well-made and well-directed movie. Like, I really, really like this movie. <laughs> the detail that's in the house alone, like when it's boards turning to teeth and the way that the tiles go up and up, well, up and up, up and down like scales on it, or like shivers down the back is really cool. <laughs> the rendering on the grass was surprisingly cool. Like it was really good. Um, I wasn't expecting it, especially for a movie who had disappearing ambulances all over. <laughs> um, yeah, this is Yes, I guess that's called, um, what's it called? Loophole. Inconsistency. Yeah, I guess. I didn't really pay attention, though. <laughs> who is your most and least favorite character? Ooh. Least favorite character? Should we go in first? Yeah, Lupe go. Most Wait. and least. So the best one and, and the worst one. Oh. That's kind of hard. I don't really have. Okay, at the bottom of the list, bones. What the? <laughs> Why is it so ugly? With a cool name. No, I want it's not fair. I want that into a clip now. Just, just, and it cuts out. Where <laughs> you're just what the? Every time he laughed, it looked like his jaw unhinged <laughs> and his teeth. No. It looked like he smoked like two packs a day. It was bad. Wait, and then get this: the other dude was named as Skull. What <laughs> is this? Oh yeah. <laughs> Attractiveness should not play a role in how well you like a character. I mean, I didn't like him also because he was, you know, Who's misogynistic, like? really bad to the kids. He does not a deserve drunk. the name Bones. Okay, that's too cool of a name. For somebody that looks like that, he was hairy. He's probably gonna like I I think he's spinning. Bones be rotten. He he be rotten. Skull's name was well deserved because he was good at video games and he was kind of funny. But Bones had literally nothing redeeming. (laughs) Skull's Skull's freaking. Even when he got out at the end, I was like, I should have brought him back. Yeah. Yeah. Skull's. The room got too hot, so the AC is turned on. So I'm sorry. It isn't that bad. Okay. Skulls just so candy from the kids. Exactly. <laughs> He's funny. <laughs> See you later, alligator. Redeemable. There we go. He's we start at the start of the movie. Or should we just say random things throughout the movie? I mean, y'all haven't said your favorite. Yeah, I was. I was. I was going to go. Favorite. That's. What's um, well, who's your most favorite then? The house. That's the house. valid. She's kind of cute. She's kind of cute. <laughs> Wait, the house or like the no, lady? No, like literally the no, house, no, like yes, the the yes. house that like moves and stuff. Well, the lady is part of the house, but so they are one. Um, they are one and the same. She's really cool. Like, how does she like? It, it reminds me of it. Like, you know how Pennywise just like knows people's like deepest darkest fears, and he just like plays on that. She literally just knows whose toys are what. And like uses that to taunt them to get into the house. Like it's it's she's smart. Okay? Where does the light come from? I want to add to what the to you said. <laughs> Where does the light come from? From the moon. <laughs> no, she opens her blinds and the light from oh, the moon comes in. Oh, that's smart. There's lights inside the house. No, it's the a house. Other light, not the light. The, the white light. The white that, light. Yeah, that, that was from that the just moon. randomly goes boop. She, oh, like, she opens holes around her outside so oh, that the light can come in and shine on them. That's she's big brain. Um, I like her. I wanted to add to what Gio said. Uh, Bones, what is it? Yeah, Bones. Um, <laughs> he lost his kite 10 years prior to the movie taking place, so he probably looked like a normal, decent kid, and now he just looks like a crackhead. Don't look at me like that. Uh, so how did the house know which specific kite in 10 plus years was his? 
That's why the house. Yeah, that, awesome. that's why I started talking about it because I was like, you know, Pennywise doesn't just know these people. It's like he doesn't go up and talk to them. Like, oh, what are you afraid of? Ooh. You know, like he just he just knows. Okay. He's I'd like, like to see a movie where he goes up to people and is like, "Are you afraid of?" Spiders? But that's why it's scary because no, he just knows. Superman. Like, where does he get his, this information from? Like, that's creepy. Stop! Don't start. You will. <laughs> no, I have to put that in. <laughs> My favorite and least favorite character after this whole fiasco. So my least favorite character is actually Napoleon Dynamite. Don't say he actually had a name. He was literally just Napoleon Dynamite. Like they, the only reason why he is in the movie is because everybody wanted Napoleon Dynamite to be in their movie in the mid two thousands. Like he just did to uh, for expository details because yeah, and I'm Napoleon Dynamite. Gosh, <laughs> my favorite. My favorite character, though, is Mr. Nevercracker. Like, I, I actually really like his character. Like, like I, I know Steve Buscemi is, like, a big meme and whatever, but it's, like, I actually think he did give a good performance as the character. And, like, especially those scenes at the end, like, it's just, like, like, those are, like, some of the best scenes in the movie with him, like, talking to the house and stuff. Like, it's so good. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it there. My favorite character the was of the house because of all the jokes I made. And my least favorite had to be um, Chowder. He was just extremely oh, annoying. Okay. He was Rowdy, Rowley? Yeah, Rowley from Diary of a Wimpy Kid, but just extremely obnoxious. It was just too much, I'm sorry. I was literally scared to say Chowder because you guys liked him during the movie. No, I didn't like him. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't like Chowder. I'm pretty he sure was, I told Chowder he to was, shut up. So. The the thing that like when I was little watching the movie and everything, the thing that like put me off the most when he started like whispering in the girl's ear, I was like, oh my god, I'm so uncomfortable. Oh, this is gross. This is hey gross. guys, <laughs> guess what? We just won. It's me, the screw up. That's the only. That's the one like, <laughs> so Lupe, what are your favorite characters? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the house though. The house do be smart. That is a good character. The house do be the house. Josh. <laughs> you not know, Josh, you could go for the beach house. Not <laughs> Could go for the beach house. Wait until we talk about everything. <laughs> your favorite character? No, but the house... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's your favorite character. No. No, um, yeah. <laughs> the, the house... Yeah, the house is my most favorite character. Least favorite? Uh, get back to me on that. Just oh my, we're done. Oh, you're the last one. Oh, but who's your favorite? Oh, the house. Oh, specifically, very specifically, the ghost after the house is destroyed. Mm. Um, She's my favorite. That is my. Favorite. I mean, they're all the same. Yeah, but to there's be different spaces to it. There's Constance, the house. The ugly house. And the, <laughs> the freaking bullfrog house. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay, actually, can least favorite be like three people? Jesus. Okay. <laughs> the, the main characters, because I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I'm like, alright, they're fine. But half of the time it's like, oh my god. Ah! And it's, feel, it's it. <laughs> I feel that we're at the point where we should talk about. Some inappropriate stuff 
within the movie. There's so many. Just because, like, for example, I don't like when they make kids kiss in films. How old were they? They were like 12 or something? He was yeah, just yes. starting puberty. puberty which so. Is so, like, why? Isn't it that around middle why school? Why did he need that kiss to yeah, get the courage? Like, he was already on top of that machine ready to go throw the dynamite. I don't understand why. Okay, to be fair, that scene is actually great. Not the kissing scene, the scene after. Yeah, that with the whole. That part's. Yo, really cool. wait, the, the one shot with the dynamite. That's one of the yeah. best, like, blocked scenes I've ever seen in animation. Like, that's just one long take for like 30 seconds of him just, like, tossing the dynamite around the camera. Just going like flippity flop all over the place it's so good like I, I love when animation just does long takes because like it's hard, it's actually like really hard to render that much action going on at like, one time especially with a lot of like moving set pieces so I think it's like really cool when they can like pull it off in a way that's like so seamless it's just it's so cool I love it there's one really like weird scene that I didn't realize but then after realizing I thought was really cool which is when the light shines down on the kids because it looks like you're facing them but then it zooms out and it shows what's actually, like, being seen. Like, how the house is actually seeing them in a way. I, I don't know. That, it's when they're in the house and they're playing around. My favorite scene would be um, after Nevercracker's back and they're running down that street. He's trying to comfort the house to basically end it. And that, like, that, whole, that whole thing's like my favorite scene. Yeah. I, that's like the best written scene in the whole movie. I, I love that scene. But like, I, I, it's like, well, that's the one thing. It's like when sometimes when people talk about animation, like they don't consider like cinematography because they're like, oh, it's anime. You're not using like real cameras and like. But like, you have to understand the principles of cinematography when you're doing like any type of type of film. Like, just because it's anime doesn't mean that those principles don't still apply. And because it's an animation, you can do so much more that you can't do in live action. I like when movies take advantage of the medium they're using, and this movie is like a really good example of that. Like. So good. <laughs> Speaking of cin- cinematography, some of the things I liked, or one of the things I liked actually, was um the cameraman, if you would call it that, because in some shots it, it felt like you were the cameraman. Mm-hmm. How it w- it was shaky cam and zooming on the house and then zoom out and then run away, but then it pan out and you'd see there's only three characters, not four of them. So you're like, oh my god, what was that? And it's really cool because it's it's very very immersive. That just reminded me of like when uh shoot what's his name? Shower DJ. No DJ. When he falls into the pit, the camera literally is like rolling around as if you were the one falling into oh, the pit, and I was like, yo, that is very effective because I feel like I am falling. <laughs> it, was, it was great. I feel like I am falling. Because that's what it literally like looks like when you're falling. It's just like everything's just like and like yeah. Um, everything felt up close and personal, like especially when they are running away from the house or when they're talking and the camera is always just right in their face. It's not like far away. It's not giving them space. It's always literally up close to their face and moving around slightly as if you're literally watching them talk or watching them run away. And sometimes it kind of felt like the characters were run into the camera <laughs> and it was just so cool to see. Especially during the basement scene, which I, I don't, I, it makes, it scares me. It used to scare me as a kid. The basement, I hated it. Uh, when you come into the basement and you go all the way to the corner and there's her body in the cement. And then when he falls on top of it and she shatters and the house just goes crazy, that gave me nightmares. And oh, oh, and the one where um, he's sleeping 
and the room turns red and it zooms out and the house slowly like literally creeps into the room and opens its eyes and mouth and then it just like he wakes up that scene is so good. that scene is so good <laughs> that's another thing i love about this movie too it's like it it doesn't treat its audience dumb like this isn't like being like oh it's an anime movie so we don't have to try this all the kids because like no like it's it's not a kids movie this is like a regular horror film like it treats it treats itself like very seriously at least in terms of like that aspect of filmmaking like it has the right amount of camp and the right amount of like horror to like make a good movie in this genre and like i i like how like like it's it's not just anime because we want to make a kids movie for something it's like it's anime because we need to use that medium to tell the story that we want to tell but like it's it's not like I don't, I don't consider this to be like a kids movie. Like to me, it's just like a regular horror movie. Like I feel like we should like consider it in the same aspect of other like big horror films of the time. Like it's that's basically what this movie is. So even I, like the establishing shot in the beginning where you follow the leaf throughout the whole neighborhood and it gets stuck in her trike. That's cool. I wanted to talk about that. How um, you're not watching the the little girl. You're not. It, it, it's telling the story and the story is kind of in your peripheral and sometimes in the shot but you're watching the leaf the whole time and around the leaf is where the little girl gets stuck and everything is surrounded i mean everything is um about the leaf basically and it's great it's a great shot i should realize it's like after a while it's the house is viewed watching her come up to the front. yeah that's i'm i'm actually i wanted to make a point I'm surprised that y'all didn't actually pick her as like the. But she doesn't do anything. <laughs> like she is everybody. <laughs> I was thinking about that, but I was like, no, I think I hate Bones more. <laughs> like he just irks me. But like that girl, she's only there for like five seconds. I told her to shut up, and then she did. I was like, wow, that's great. <laughs> it was just compliant. Some of the things I found funny was like when he was like, "You don't respect women, Bones," and like. <laughs> okay. Like, what? Okay. So funny fact in the very very end though, when the whole like, oh yeah, I'm with Skulls though. He respects me, he and he literally he is makes time for me. Yeah, and and Bones is literally like whatever. And the last thing she said is like Bones. So clearly she's like, oh wait, are you serious? That girl. But tell me how she went from the dude named Bones to the dude named Skull. And, still there is, and still attached to Bones. And what is that? What is that? Emo? Face? Probably. I think that was a joke. I think was it was like Sometimes I thought I'd like her character and then I didn't. And I was like, man, you could have been so good. <laughs> but, I'm talking about Z, by the way. Oh, yeah, Z, sorry. Yeah, well. We mentioned uh, she's a babysitter. Z's a babysitter. We mentioned the adult jokes and inappropriate jokes, and Ooh. we never really talked about. Ooh, them. You know yeah. what? That's because everyone started talking about their favorite scenes. I was yeah. like, let me yeah. let me let this play out. Some of the uh, inappropriate jokes that were more tame were like bones getting drunk. Uh, but the, it didn't have a label, so you didn't know it was beer. But it's insinuated that it was beer because he's stumbling, and you know the stereotypical uh, side effects of beer or being drunk. Yeah, because um, he was experiencing like rage and stuff when he started like ripping the grass off yeah. the house and stomping on it even though he's a grown man. And when he was making out with DJ's hair, like little bunny, which is me. Yo, that was nasty. <laughs> you don't know what that bunny has touched. <laughs> oh, no. Like, that is, that, no, that is like a child's bunny that they 
sleep with. That child can like drool, roll around in the bed. You don't know what the bed is touched. You don't know what that's the what child is touched. That's what you're worried about. Children have grubby, dirty hands. That's what you're worried <laughs> about. Make it out with that bunny that has been in those hands. You're concerned about that. You're not concerned that he is making out with the bunny. That's what I'm saying. The first concern is he's he's touching something grubby and gross and has germs. With his mouth. Not that he. Yeah, we're recording. I feel like with stuff like that, though, it's like, I don't know, the vibe I got, like, it reminded me of a lot of, like, those campy 80s movies where, like, weird stuff like that happens. just kind of normal. Like, I don't know. Uh, that one movie with the monster, and he's a blue monster, and he has horns, but see, he's actually a grown man, and there's a scene where he peed in a bottle, and then he made the dad drink the beer. What? I know what you're talking about. I don't you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know, I know I, I don't what you're know what it's talking called, about, but, but like, I, I thought you were talking about Monster Zing. Me too! I only we went to say Monster Zing. <laughs> you said he was blue with horns and he was an adult. Right so I was like, oh yeah, Monster Zing. One thing I do want to talk about, like, I don't know, I mean, we keep going off and on with the whole, like, inappropriate jokes, but, like... Yeah, Little okay, Monsters, I yeah. So. I was like, is it that? But yeah. That movie's PG. Are you serious? Yes, that movie's PG. Isn't that like an yeah, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't know, like, it's it can be PG, but it still have a lot of this type of humor in it. Like, I don't know, it's it's weird. MPA is weird sometimes. Yeah, but like, one thing I wanted to talk about was like, um, like, something I really like think about when I watch movies is like how. When movies have to like utilize their budget in a special way. So, I, I, I presume this movie had a small budget. Is the, I mean, judging by the animation quality, they probably didn't have that much money. So I, I like how there's only one really, like, there's really one main saying that's just, like, the street and, like, that block and, like, uh, with, with whatever the kid's name is. <laughs> whatever his DJ house. Yeah, DJ. Yeah, DJ's house and then the monster house. And it's, like, like it's such a simple setting. Like, it just it plays with that so well. Like, I, I, I love seeing when filmmakers just, like, like, it doesn't matter if it's animated or live, actually, but, like, they don't have a lot to work with, but they try to make the most of it, and it's just like, like it's just so simple. Like, I don't know. I just like really appreciate that. It's like, it, they knew they couldn't have, they didn't have a lot of like CG assets to make a bunch of different places around town stuff. So it's just like we're gonna make it. Most of the movie primarily takes place on the street in front of this house, and it's just, I just think that's like really inventive, and it just shows how strong the writing is. Because if you can make your movie have a very limited location and it still has a really strong screenplay, then that shows that they put the right amount of work into it and it's, it flows like very well and it has great pacing other locations that are there for like a short amount of time is um how John chowder stole drugs from his father's pharmacy <laughs> <laughs> that's a good scene and he's just like screaming at the what's it called you know those oh, things that you skeleton. step on and it like scares you yeah there's one of those things and he like freaked out he was like don't catch me it was like sen <laughs> uh like sensitive Sensory 
I just wanted to uh, keep talking about what you were talking about and what Derek was talking about prior, which is um, the set and the locations. How it is only the two houses, and we always only see the same people, just the parents, the children, and then literally two other children showed up in the whole movie. In the circus scene, I don't, I don't even remember if they showed actual people. They just started throwing tomatoes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and when he was building the house, you're telling me he was the first person to build a house in the entire desert? Was like, no, yes, yes. yes. There, was, there was only two bushes around and the kids. Like, and then during the Halloween night, they're like, oh, the kids are coming. And it was a little girl in her trike. And I mean, at the end, no, they it was did like show... Two boys. They, oh, and, and the girl, right? No, that was boys. at the end. And like, well, at the end, they showed more people, and that made me happy. But, <laughs> like, everything else was just so, like, low budget. Where was everybody when that house was crawling around the whole exactly. neighborhood? And then they drew a bomb. And logically, the house should not have been moving at all. Ten no, but the thing is, nobody, nobody stepped outside the house and was like, what the fuck? Like, also, nobody, nobody also, was like, yo. Also, the ambulance <laughs> just like... Yeah! <laughs> Never Cracker drove himself? Like, like... He drove the, himself home in an ambulance. Yeah, because nobody else showed up in that scene. It was That was it. Like, not even the guys that took him into the he ambulance. He just out <laughs> of the driver's side. And then when the house stood up, the ambulance was gone. <laughs> just, Someone came to the show. It's horror movie logic, you know. There's no logic. I, I did want to hey, mention something with that left though. Their ambulance truck here. Let me just take it back to the hospital. Wow, wow, big looking house. It's Maybe it's That's like normal. Tesla technology, and it just has a remote control, and you just press it, and it comes back. They blew up three sticks of dynamite, and they just thought, oh yeah, it's a construction workers. You know? <laughs> I wanted to say though, like, I want. I was gonna mention this earlier when we were talking about the but I guess I'll mention it because it kind of fits more now. Um, but. Uh, me personally, I don't believe in plot holes. Like I don't think plot holes exist. It's either like the filmmakers intentionally know that like something doesn't make any sense, or it, if it's too glaring, then that means like it was it was poor writing. But like if it's like so like absurd, then like they like they have to know that they like that they did that on purpose. Like the whole thing with Nevercracker's backstory, <laughs> just building a house in the desert. Like, I I kind of saw that, that. I think it was just like supposed to be like more metaphorical. About the house, but like it's just it's 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 funny either way. Just like a random building <laughs> a random house in the middle of nowhere. Well, I told you <laughs> two bushes. Oh my gosh! This, okay, they are um, Muriel and Eustace. Yes, and yes, they are. <laughs> I was gonna go a different way. I was gonna say I said halfway through the movie that the whole movie is just a, a really bad game of Sim. So <laughs> when you start off in Sim and you just you have to it's, build your first house in the desert or in the plain it's, it's like a um and then like in the for the main setting of the movie it's like they added like the Halloween DLC package. <laughs> yes, it. yes, that's perfect. Buy <laughs> now from EA four ninety nine. That's cheap for EA. <laughs> the sound. There was no sound. There was no music. That's surprising. I was expecting them to have like. I mean, I think they did have music, like really creepy music. No, there was a score. Music, there was a score. Yeah, I'm. It, just, it wasn't that memorable. Yeah, it just, yeah, that's yeah. 
And it wasn't that uh, blaring, I guess, because sometimes in movies, especially horror movies, you have the, the violin going, like when something's about to happen, or like, be like, you ring the doorbell and the last one, like, like, makes you feel like really eerie and stuff. Okay, something that like really hit, but not like not hard. It was just uh, nicely, I guess. It was there was an ambiance like oh, there's the wind, the leaves. You could hear the trees shake and move. They ring the doorbell. Everything's just completely quiet, and you slowly hear the house rumbling, just going up in volume, but not loud enough that like blares your ears. Well, it was just slowly. It was. Well, then again, we did hear it through crappy TV speakers, so... No, but, like... <laughs> I'm sorry. Even, even, like, then, I, in a movie theater, it would have been even better, I, but I think it was still a really nice touch that they didn't have, like, a whole score going in the background, like, I don't know. <laughs> they started playing Batman's theme as the house starts getting up, like, you know? This is very... Uh, I don't know. This one, this one thing I want to talk about. Though. I honestly want to talk about jokes Dude, first. I want to talk about that one joke that we spent five minutes explaining. And how <laughs> oh, oh, so here we go. They walk. Into there's three sides to this. Okay, so they're stuck. You can go after me. They're stuck okay. in the house. Inside the house, they're like, we have to find the heart. And when we find the heart, we can um, douse it because the heart is the furnace, and then the house will die. And then. Um, uh, Chowder ch ch points <laughs> up, sees the uvula, starts shooting at it. They all start shooting at it, and the house gags and then throws up. And then, um, <laughs> Jenny, the girl, who never got introduced, by the way, we just know her as Jenny from the final scenes of the movie. No, they, no. they say her name. They just they say her name casually. They um, just never, like, say, like, hi, my name is Jenny. Yeah, like, uh, anyway. <laughs> um, they, like, Jenny goes, um, She's like, we'll that's see. not the heart. That's <laughs> yeah. Jenny goes, um, that's the uvula, that's not the heart. And Chowder goes, then it must be a girl house. And Jenny goes, no, everyone has a uvula. The, the uvula stimulates your gag reflex. And he's like, not me. And it's a joke about, you know, genitals. <laughs> but then Lupin thought it was a different kind of joke. Yeah. <laughs> and then Gino thought it was a third different kind of joke. And I'm just over here. Just, it's a coochie joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's too you explain, explain yourself. Yeah, first of all, yes, it it's is. It's inappropriate. It's a, <laughs> and there's two things to the whole thing. Like, first part, yes, I agree. The whole, like, oh, it's a uvula. Everybody has a uvula. I like, in general, it's like, oh, but I don't have one. But also, Right after that, they're like, everyone has a, you know, like a gag reflex, and he's like, not me. So my assumption was that it was a BJ joke. That is it. I think that was just kind of a misunderstanding because it goes, um, the, the uvula stimulates the gag reflex. Everyone has one. And then he goes, not me, meaning he doesn't have a uvula. I was he saying he, he doesn't, doesn't have a. He but doesn't, you guys thought that's not what I meant. Wait, he no, that's where I come in. That's okay. <laughs> so that's where I, I was yeah. saying that he the has you, a gag. No, the UV joke, and then he's like, oh, so it must be a girl house. So it was like, ah, you know, that's like a vagina joke, not a vagina joke, but like. It's oh, it's it's around there. Um, but then, 
Gag reflex is. He's chowder. <laughs> he probably sticks his hand in the back of his throat or something, and then he figured out he doesn't have a gag reflex. He's probably one of those kids that like could fit his whole fist in his mouth, you know. <laughs> so that's why I was like, oh, two and one, because it was like the gag reflex yeah. joke and the coochie joke. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, <laughs> you can't say that. I know that's why I stopped myself. But y'all kept saying he was doing stuff to the house. Anyway. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. You said. Anyway. Somebody said that they've seen him Gosh. kiss the house. Yes. So. Bones, Bones said that he'd seen him talk to the house as if it was his wife, and he's seen him kiss the house. So I said, oh, then that means he has relations with the house. You and didn't say relations. Yo, let's yo, get that. Stop it. Yo, okay, but... To round it off, because Josh has somehow put his thoughts into the movie. Because towards the very end, Chatter does say, you know, like, what is it? DJ's like, well, is he going to be good? Yeah, he'll be good. Yeah, maybe he'll he'll take a vacation, go out somewhere, meet somebody new. Maybe it'll be a beach house. That was so, good. That was good. you're not wrong. <laughs> that... <laughs> They think they're an average family. They're the monsters. Weeknights at 9.30. Oh yeah, there was one thing I wanted to talk about. And that was like the the relation with this movie and the movies that be at the Oscars. Because I'm, I'm still mad about this this day. So in 2006, there were three animated films that were nominated for Best Animated Feature. It was Monster House, Cars, which is a Pixar movie, so that's a given. And then the winner was Happy Feet. What? Are you yes. Serious? People don't believe when they say that Happy Feet won 2006 and it did. I and like it, Happy Feet, but that's the reason. Cars should have gotten it. Cars. Uh, yeah, people think Cars should have won. I, I, I think Monster House should have won the Oscar that year. It's like, for me, it's like, Cars is just like, alright. Like, I don't think it's as bad as people say it is, but like, it isn't like that good either. And then Happy Feet is like, also okay. I just, and I think the, the it's weird because I think those two movies have the same problem where it's like, their director was a little bit too ambitious with it. Like, uh, George Miller, he directed um, Happy Feet. Most people know him for um, Mad Max Fury Road. That's probably, like, his most popular movie. And it's, like, he likes to do, like, these big, grandiose movies. But, like, with Happy Feet, it's weird because it's, like, it's this big, epic movie, but it's also kind of, like, like a jukebox musical because there's, like, pop songs and stuff in it. It's, like, I don't know. Like, the movie's just, like, kind of weird. So it's, like, I don't, I, I don't understand, like, why that movie won. Like, just, like, knowing what the Academy usually judges, it's, like, I don't know, I just didn't think the writing the movie's, like, kind of weak. And then Cars, it's, like, I would understand if that movie won, because Pixar always sweeps that Oscar every year. So, like, that kind of makes sense. So I'm kind of surprised that they lost the Happy Feet. That's weird. But Monster House, I actually, like, some people were, like, why is this not even nominated? But it's, like, I actually think out of all three movies, like, Monster House has the best directing and best writing out of those three movies. Like, it actually, it feels like a movie where, like, a filmmaker actually had, like, a vision for the movie. And I feel like that's like usually what should win best animated feature. Like even if you look at the movies that won in the past, like Shrek, when Shrek won, it was because they Andrew Adams had like a vision for that movie, and it was like it was it's like so like 
focused. Like, I re- some people say that Monsters, Inc. should have won that year, but I think Shrek is, like, a much stronger film in terms of its directing and writing. And I say with that movie won. Then Spirited Away won, won because Hayao Miyazaki's perfect, and he made the most perfect movie ever made. Then fi- <laughs> Finding Nemo wins because that movie's perfect, and Incredibles wins because that actually is the most perfect movie ever made. Um, so it's like, yeah, like, you look at the previous winners, and, like, then all of a sudden, Happy Feet, and it's like, why? Like, why did this movie win? So, yeah, I don't know, like, to me, I... I I, I think Monster House should have won Best Animated Feature in 2006. Like it, it, it was clearly the best movie animated film that year. Not counting Paprika, because the Academy hates anime for some reason. I don't know why. If it's not Hayao Miyazaki, they hate it. Because Paprika should have won Best Animated Feature if they actually nominated it. But. I agree with uh, almost everything. I think, um, like, I agree with the, the story and the direction. And, you know, but... I don't, I, I, like, overall, I think Cars had uh, more polished work and just better scenery, lighting, and I guess overall, it, I, to me, it was a better film because uh, Monster House felt very, like, budgety and low. I don't want to be mean about it, but most of the, the I, how, what's it called, the assets, I guess, used around felt very similar. Um, and everything looked ugly in a way. I'm I'm I'm, I'm being completely honest. Everything no, looked really like ugly to me. Yeah, like the textures and the way they move but it's... would be extremely weird. And I, I I get it. It was an artistic choice, and they were working with a tight budget. But I think overall, Cars looks way more professional, and maybe that's why I think that it should have won. Like, look at that still frame from. Hudson, like that alone looks way better than the entirety of Monster House, visually speaking, not story-wise. That's sometimes she's. I think uh, Monsters ha- Monster House had a better story. I mean, a uh, 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 award should I take more seriously because I feel they actually understand because this is for animation is the Annie Awards, and Cars actually did win for the Annie Awards that year, um, which I yeah I guess like I, that like does like make sense. But it's just like, I don't know, to me, like, if, if the Academy wasn't going to pick cars, I think Monsters, <laughs> yeah, Mon- yeah. Monster House should have won instead of Happy Feet. Like, <laughs> I'm a, a part of me kind of feels like either George M- Miller or Warner Brothers probably, like, paid out the Academy to get that Oscar win. Like, I don't know, like, I, I don't like to, like, assume stuff like that, but it's like, it just don't like... Like what? Like why did he win best animated feature that year? Like, I just like I like it's not like like none of those movies are bad. Like none of the movies nominated were bad movies. It's just like out of all the movies, like why did Happy Feet win? It's just like I don't like I don't understand like why. Can I say- Maybe it was a thing on like climate, like climate change. I mean, it was the Penguin craze. of the Penguins won best documentary feature, so. <laughs> Necessary to me. I'm sorry. I can sing every single song from that movie. I'm sorry, what? 
I don't even remember. Okay, so they used to show like mad of those like penguin movies on Cartoon Network, right? Mm-hmm. Like Happy Feet, Surf's Up, and all those. I cannot stand a single one of them because of how often they would play them because they would just like like they would never play like their regular programming they would like it was like every other day they would show one of those penguin movies and it was so irritating and so annoying that i couldn't stand cartoon network for like that whole period of that when that was happening so i honestly like i literally cannot stand happy feet <laughs> i can't stand stirs up i can't stand whatever else they were showing hey let's like let's i don't know those what movies just happened <laughs> During that time, I can't, I can't. <laughs> I just remember. Cartoon Network just brings up a new Penguin movie. From <laughs> <laughs> I remember something that I said at the beginning, uh, and I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> no. It was, uh, it was important, I promise. God, oh. no. Oh, oh, it was about 2D animation and how they should bring it back. Uh, I just wanted to add on to that because I just remembered. But I lied. The latest 2D animated movie I've seen from the U.S. It was the Steven Universe movie from 2019. Well, that was a TV movie, though. What's that mean? Like it was only made for television, not for a theatrical release. Oh well, I'm gonna count it anyway because it was an amazing movie, and yeah. I love that movie. If and I that just kind of goes to show that if they were to do more 2D animated movies or theatrical releases. It worked, it worked, because that's what people has, have always wanted. Like, to be but, like, Steven Universe already has, like, an established, like, community. To yeah, but, well, yeah, well, imagine how much money the box offices will be making if that was pushed into theaters. Well, like, the Powerpuff Girls like, movie would like to beg to well, differ. And actually, that is, a, that's, that is the whole reason why Steven Universe didn't get a theatrical release in the first place, because uh, in 2002, when Warner Brothers made the Powerpuff Girls movie, it did so bad that Cartoon Network said we were never releasing the theatrical movie based on one of our shows ever again. Who would want a movie about the Powerpuff Girls? It's a great movie. It's a really great movie. <laughs> Just Warner Brothers doesn't know how to anima- uh, market their animated films, so, yeah. Like, there was supposed to be an Adventure Time theatrical film, and it actually, like, almost, like, got off the ground. Uh, and then... Uh, I don't know, it was like, they just never told me what we're going to do with it, so it's just, it's just been in pre-production for years, so HBO might pick it up or something, but like, I don't think it's going to be in theaters now. So, and Steven Universe, um, they, um, they were considering to let Rebecca Sugar make a theatrical, like, film of it, but then they just ultimately decided, you know, we're just going to let you do a TV movie, and yeah. I don't know if it counts or not, but I'm just looking at the picture now. Into the Spider-Verse didn't really have a background. It was just, oh, it's a Spider-Man movie, so that's why people went to watch it. Mm-hmm. But it was something new. It was mm-hmm. something great. And I'm not sure if it technically counts as 2D and or 3D, because yeah, everything was so... so I, I, I guess I like to call it 2.5D, which is like a mix of both. That's new Super Mario Bros. Wii. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, that's how movies should have been. Yeah. Um. So when that one Netflix film Klaus came out, people were saying like, if 2D animation like never stopped in the U.S., like this would be the next logical evolution, like taking the technology that we learned from making CG animated films, but applying that to 2D animation, because that movie like, uses both so well. Like I haven't seen the movie itself, but I've seen like the behind the scenes and like how like great the animation in that movie is. And it's like, yeah. and it's like, like I'm just so I'm so frustrated with Disney. Both Disney and DreamWorks, like their for their supposed reasoning for stopping 2D animation in the early 2000s, they were saying like, "Oh, 2D animation isn't profitable. We're not gonna uh, make more movies because nobody wants to watch them." The reason why nobody wants to watch them 
is because no, you're not marketing the movies well. Like you're not, and on top of that, you're not pushing the boundaries of your medium anymore. Like you're restricting yourself because it's like, oh, we're only doing what we know. But you have to take the technology that you have now, and you have to implement that to previous animation techniques that you already have at your studio and weave them together. Like DreamWorks was doing that super, super well, and like. They literally made the most perfect animated film, The Prince of Egypt. Like that's like their best movie, and they will never like reach that height ever, ever again. And that movie did well. Like it won an Oscar. It made like a bunch of money. Like it was successful. And then like oh no, too, no one wants to watch two animation because you're not pushing yourself like you did then. And it's like then like Disney's like the same way too. Like like the Renaissance films were so good, and then it's like they they kept making two D animation, but it's like they they didn't. They stopped pushing themselves like, like Lulu and Stitch was literally the I feel like to me it was like the last time they pushed themselves with that medium. And it was like with Brother Bear and Home on the Range. It was like they like it feels like they didn't push themselves to like try harder with those movies. It was just like, eh, like we'll just do CGI from now on. Looks look at how well that turned out. <laughs> I wonder why Chicken Little was nominated alongside Monster House that year. <laughs> makes makes sense. So like it, it's not because no one wants to watch two D animations because you're not pushing the medium forward you can't let it stay you can't let it stagnate that's what happened in the 1970s with the what people call the dark age of disney studios because walt disney passed away and was like oh we don't know how to innovate animation anymore because we don't have anymore but then michael Eisner was like yo you gotta push man and then they made great movies again in the 90s and then now now they yeah, they're just, just waiting for us to get into the studios so that's how we're doing the dark age no, we are. Dark Ages Part building some stories right now? And that was, no, technically Dark Ages 2 was actually around when Monster, Monster House released. Like, while companies like Sony were making movies like this, Disney was just suffering with their Chicken Littles and Home on the Ranges, so... Well, now Disney is known for, in terms of, like, meaning-wise, is just known for money. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I, I think the reason why there hasn't been such a push anymore is really just because of money. I feel like because of how long it has been since, like, a big, like, 2D movie has come out, if they were to, like, try to do that again, it's going to be really hard to, like, get people to go. Especially, like, like I was saying with the Steven Universe movie, that was, like, successful because there are fans of Steven Universe, so they were already going to go see the movie. But if you start with, like, something new, that's going to be really difficult to get people to go, especially with, like, if you're not marketing it well, I guess that's what they have to put. They have to push super, super freaking hard. Like when the I Disney Renaissance started in '89 with the Little Mermaid. Like, like, like Disney movies were doing bad in the '70s. Like nobody was watching Disney movies in the '70s and '80s. But when Little Mermaid came out, like Eisner was like, "Yo, you gotta push." All the like it was like everywhere in '89. Like that, like you couldn't escape Little Mermaid. It actually ended up becoming the highest grossing film that year because they were like, "You have to watch this new." Return to form Disney animated film. And, like, if they do that now, like, if they, like, make a 2D animated film now, like, they push, like, everywhere. Like, it's, like, everywhere. And it's, like, you have to watch this movie. Like, on the level that Disney advertised the the Marvel movies, like, if they took that and put through animated films, like, like you, you can't miss this movie. Like, I, I, I'm pretty sure people would actually go ahead and see it and, like, it would do well. And then another thing... Oh, sorry. Oh, I was gonna say, I guess love and hesitation, though, also could be that, like, if you're trying to put in a 2D... Tell a story that's worth watching, mm -hmm. not just like another. Oh, here you go. 
Maybe there's, I'm releasing this because we have to release stuff here. Like, no, I want something that's like, it encaptures me and I fall in love with the characters and it actually gives a good message. Like and Zootopia. maybe it'll help kids understand some type of different view. I don't know, just... But Disney won't do that because 2D animation is actually really expensive. And even though they're a multi-trillion dollar company, they will not pay their animators to make another That's 2D animated film. Bob Chapek would never dare make a 2D animated film. What is that? No, get that away. Get those finger sausages away from me. <laughs> Sorry. Does he, ha- does he actually have finger sausages? <laughs> like, does he have the kind of, like, fingers that they're, like... Probably. I didn't look at his hands. They're the kind of fingers that you just... No, but, like, my dad has sausage fingers. Like, his, his fingers are fat. <laughs> He's got sausage fingers. That's what oh, I'm saying. Actually, you know what's interesting? Um... This movie actually does have a tie to Disney, like, in other way, more ways than one, because, like, oh. um, the animation studio that, like, animated it is Image Movers Digital, and they're, they're a mocap studio, or they were a mocap studio, and after Monster House, actually, Disney bought them. So, in 2009, um, um, they made A Christmas Carol, the one with Jim Carrey, which I actually think is, one. I like that one, I think it's a really good movie. And then, after that good movie, they made Mars Needs Moms. And that movie did so bad that the studio shut down and filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Mom, I have to look at what, what that looks like again. They, also, they, they also made 2004's Polar Express. Um, that was when they were with Warner Brothers. And then they made a Beowulf adaptation in 2009. Oh. I don't know who produced that one, but... Yeah, yeah. I forgot what this looked like. Yeah. That's absolutely disgusting. I wanted to... Uh, absolute dog. No. Before we go too far away from it, I wanted to agree and disagree with what Gio said. Um, the I think, like, one of the reasons that they're not pushing for 2D animation is for the same reason that uh, Studio... Ghibli or Ghibli, however you say it, uh, isn't doing 3D as much because the one time they did it flopped. Hayao Miyazaki is disappointing, Gorya. It wasn't even created though by. Yeah, but it still had Mm -hmm. their name stamped. He's disappointing his son big time. That may be a reason why, because oh, they're trying something new again, so they're gonna end up really like messing it up really badly. But because of that. They should push for it to be as high quality and as enjoyable as, I don't know, if, if you put in the effort and actually try when you make something new, you know what I mean? Get people that are passionate about the project they're yeah. working on. Because if, if you, okay, wow. I don't want to go way too far, but this is extremely out of uh, subject. In the, um, in the case of Jaws, the main character, after the first movie, he hated working on Jaws, but he had a 10-year contract, so he had to keep making the Jaws movies. So you always see him acting, and he's so upset or pissed off with the crew director and other actors. And it's it's just terrible. I did not know that. They had to keep spending days and months on end to record scenes because everything was just falling apart. Like, get people who are actually passionate about things, you know? To me, animation is innovative and like makes me feel motivated to do things. It is really good entertainment, and I just I want to see that push. I want to create that push. I actually wanted to talk about push in a specific way. I might cut this out, but like um, this weekend I rewatched the movie Whiplash because I finally found it on Blu-ray. I was looking for that movie for years, and like that movie basically is about like 
push like pushing yourself because like it's, so the movie's about um you know uh, J.K. Simmons the guy who plays uh J. 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 yeah so he plays I, I don't know if you've seen like clips of him or anything but like he plays like a he plays this um jazz professor and he's like really really mean I was really like clips of it after like and like he, um then there's this one kid played by Miles telling like he wants to be like one of the great jazz musicians and he's a drummer and like the movies are like, just basically about like their relationship and how like the professor like pushes him to his freaking limits like it's like the most like like anxiety didn't exist before this movie came out like i don't even want to give away the stuff that happens in the movie because it's like insane but it's like and there's, there's this really cool scene around the end of the movie where like he's just they're just like having a casual conversation and i mean there's more content too but i don't want to like spoil it but it's like the professor explained about like what like why he teaches the way he does and it's like and it's about like put like it's about basically about pushing like pushing yourself and it's like like recently and like like film criticism and just like because like I, I think about how that really like it's about music but i think of how, how it really saw their art mediums like i think about how it released the film and people are like first really like oh why don't we see any more like george lucas's or francis ford coppola's or cohen brothers like people like they're like innovating the medium like they used to back in the 80s or like other like that is when the blockbuster film became big and the reason the the way i see is that a lot of not of course this isn't everyone but it's like most filmmakers aren't being pushed to make something great again i think like especially in the especially in the animation industry recently there has been no great push to like excel this medium for like it's not like how it was like in the 80s when we had things like the cap system or pdi pushing the medium for with like new technology and like making great movies like we haven't seen any of that at all like i, I don't know if it's because technology advanced so fast like we're at a point where it's like kind of stagnating but it's like just in regard to the medium itself and the, the artwork you make for it nobody is like pushing themselves to that limit like if they if they want to be one of the greatest you have to put in so much like sacrifice to get to that point and it's like nobody wants to get there anymore so it's like companies like disney that have trillions of dollars just like oh we're just gonna release mediocre stuff and people watch it because it has disney in it but it's like if you want to be like don han and uh like the other directors of the early 90s at disney that like pushed their limbs and got a freaking best picture nomination for an animated film that never happened before in history even like pete doctor with up he was the second director to ever get the best picture nomination for an animated film and then the same with toy story 3 like directors like lee Unkrich and john lassender and and Andrew Sam, like they actually like that's what I love about Pixar too is that they like they pushed themselves to that point that the company got to that high standard and so it's like no like people in the film industry like don't want to push themselves that hard they want all the fame and success and everything but they don't care about the passion about making their films as good as they can that that's like really what's lacking I to me like in the animation industry currently and I, it, it makes me appreciate movies like Monster House even more like maybe people, some people see as a small enemy from it that like no one really talks about but, like. I see like what the director did with this movie and it actually seems like something that they were passionate about actually put so much effort into and that's that's in the end like why I think the Academy Academy Awards should represent and why I think they deserve the award that year or colors because I think that movie equally deserved it but but yeah that's <laughs>
We are so okay, off topic. Okay, it's the aliens. <laughs> I, you just threw in American Horror Story. Okay, I, I can talk I, about it. I said everything I wanted to say. That's it. I'm... I wanted to talk about Pokemon real quick. No. What? No, wait, wait, wait. No. No, I what? need to forget again. Pokemon. No. No, oh, it's not an unpopular opinion. I've seen videos about that. It, it was, I'll even uh, play the games and I know. It, it was okay. It was good. But then after that, it just fell off completely because... Everybody's... Reusing the yeah. same models and everything was just the same. And if you don't like it, don't play it. That's an extremely, extremely bad excuse for a company to be doing something morally wrong and you still supporting them. Yeah. Look, look, look at the Metacritic score for S.H.I.E.L.D. It's a 4.6. That's 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 bad. But then it has an eighty percent meta score from the critics. Yeah, because the discrepancy. Critics are bought. They suck. They're awful. Pokemon Sword and Shield are are dis. They're awful. There's a meme game. out there that was pretty much like, yes, we use um, high quality like the animation, and, and it's just a little <laughs> tail wag, and it's just the model going. Or the, the like, that's 3D, it, that's it. the three D model literally being dragged across the screen <laughs> with no motion. If you see the animations for the Pokemon games, if you're a new Pokemon player and you go into Sword and Shield like Merluz was, yeah, you're gonna enjoy it. But even then, Merluz says the game is bad. <laughs> I, have, I have um, Leaf Green and Emerald, which is the little, you know, the little ones, but I've never played the newer games where you can actually like walk around as a character. It was disappointing. Extremely <laughs> disappointing, especially with the Switch being out and everything. But then, they brought in a new, a completely new team to work on Pokemon, on the new Pokemon Snap. People absolutely adore that game. They brought in new people to work on the Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes and Legend Arceus. And everyone is loving it, which is something I've always wanted to see, because they're passionate about what they're doing. So I think Arceus is going to be, or I actually call it Arceus, I think it's going to be an extremely good game. Or at least I'm hoping it will be so far with the 15 frames a second from the <laughs> gameplay clips or the 12 frames a second. It's not looking too good. But the it's in the beta. You, they, people said the same thing about Pokemon Sword and Shield. How, oh, it's in the beta stages. But the game was awful. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm just... They hyped up those games way yeah. too much. I, I don't know. I'm really? hoping. I have such a... Like, and I'm so, as well as Sun and Moon. I'm excited because it's a, a completely new team working on everything, and they're really passionate about it, so I'm hoping they do something good. Y'all, we should get back. We're on video games yeah, now. We're yeah, talking about movie. <laughs> so Monster House was, was amazing. Yeah, it had way too many inappropriate jokes, however, such as the, the BJ joke that they brought up, which I don't remember at all. BJ joke. That was a cootie joke. Listen, we all... <laughs> anyway. Anyway. It was both. <laughs> I was gonna say... Since we're nearing the end, what are your final thoughts? This was a good pick for this time of year because the the movie happens like a little bit before Halloween, pretty much. Yeah, it's like two days or so. And it is like a little bit before Halloween right now. If you're ranking, wow, one to ten. Oh, one I ignore ten being the best. You can't. 
Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. It's great. I think and it's I'm, good. Yeah. yeah. I I actually I, I was saying how I hate the movie, but that was a joke. I actually enjoy the movie, and I think it's a solid eight point five. Yeah. Everything about it was so eerie and creepy, and it just it made me feel like I was just experiencing Halloween for the first time, like when I first came to America. So it's cool. I watched this movie every single year. <laughs> and it was one of those movies that you'd watch as a kid and then it'd scare you until you kept watching it over and over and over again, but still scares you even now. Movies so, don't scare me. Coraline, <laughs> uh, Labyrinth, and The Monster House. Oh, and that's, that's like, that's the my, my, yeah, like my children, I watched as a kid, we, and it still like creeps me out now. Are um, we watching yeah, Coraline? No. Yeah, we should. Okay. Take my no, I, mean, I might I might switch my No, it is on the, it is on the list. It's on there. Coraline definitely has to be a Halloween movie. Don't take my movie out. Cuz <laughs> like I I want to watch Nightmare but it's like I haven't watched Coraline in years. Oh, we I moved need to Nightmare down it. to Nightmare Christmas. Yeah, Nightmare could be Christmas. Because oh, yeah. we didn't yeah. We, we don't have Nightmare time. before Christmas. Makes sense. Nightmare before Christmas though works in Christmas, so it's okay. It works right. better in Christmas than in Halloween. And some of Halloween movies can be pushed to November cuz it's yeah. still like Thanksgiving. Yes, yeah. Thanksgiving is a like, spooky no, holiday. When I was young, I used to watch movies such as uh, Friday the 13th or uh, Freddy Krueger. I used to watch Saw as a kid. Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I used to watch Saw, uh, Texas Massacre. I have to watch so, Texas. Like, as a kid, like eight, nine years old, maybe younger. So I grew up with that because of my family. Um, so then, going to watch Coraline or Monster House, I mean, okay, watching Jaws and stuff, uh, and Saw and uh, Freddy Krueger, it scared me, but obviously it was supposed to scare me, but then I got over it, but then when I watched Coraline, I was traumatized, like, for a really long time. <laughs> the movie didn't scare me, I, I don't remember I don't, the movie scaring me, I just, I don't know. It doesn't scare me, it just, it, it freaks me out, because if I put myself in the situation of, Oh, this is my perfect family, but they're evil and they want to kill me. I'm just like, nah, you know? I got a manga for you. Oh, Blood on the Tracks, okay? What a title! <laughs> no, it's really good because the. Okay, I'll just talk about it. Also, I was gonna say, how do you. Yo, I don't understand. I've watched that as a kid, never had a problem with it being creepy at all. That's probably why I'm so weird with all my creepy stuff. But like, even my sister was like, nope, 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 Listen, nope. And I was like, where are you? When they take things, like, you know how I like dolls and everything? Uh -huh. I played with it ever since I was little. When they yeah. take that and they flip it around and make it eerie and make it as if it's like... Uh, it's just. I think the only times when it's creepy like that for me is if it's an ir in real life thing, and they actually just sort of have a creepy doll on the side, and I have to stare at it or something. I think that's the only part that gets me scared. If they do it in a movie or anything like that, that doesn't scare me. That's why I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't it's know. It's eerie. It's yeah. It's off putting. Like I can see how people got, can get scared, but for me personally, it was just like. I remember the very first time I got the the movie, I was very excited because I actually saw the trailer for it, and I was like, I really want to see this movie. We got the DVD. I sat down. And I was like, I, I asked my sister if she wanted to come see it, and she said, nope. She went upstairs and left me alone, and I was like, all if, right. If we're watching this, we probably just stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're watching what? Coraline. Oh. Yeah, we are. I was gonna... It's the one yeah. on the 29th. That's what I'm saying. We are. Like, that's, that's when it gets posted on the 29th. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I started so watching horror movies and stuff, and 
I got used to it. I, I love horror movies. I'll watch Conjuring and not get scared once. I'll watch Insidious or Sinister. Not a nothing. I'll just watch them. I'll, I'll fall asleep to horror movies. And, like, when I watched Monster House, it, it didn't scare me. Like, oh, I can't. I'm shaking in my boots. It was more <laughs> like a, wow, this is kind of creepy. If I was a young boy watching this movie, I'd poop myself. I wouldn't be sleeping. But that's what I said know? in the beginning. I was like, no, nah, I wasn't that scary. And then afterwards, I was like, no, nah, I could see how it Yeah, like, but, if you were like, was like, I think it's terrifying. If you were, like, in the same idea that if you were in the situation of DJ literally being lifted by an old man and then watching, like, right in front of your eyes have a heart attack and just fall on you. Like, that's not as traumatizing. <laughs> yeah, the movie was just extremely eerie. The whole house thing... Next, okay, the, the the reason why I think it's so eerie is because next to my house in an apartment, um, there was this abandoned house who I always see things on the windows of, and the house was broken down, and it reminded me of Monster House. So I always, and one day I went inside the house, and I started running out because I heard something fall on the basement. So the movie reminds me of that, and me having kind of experienced a haunted house, it like, it, it adds to it, that's why I'm just like... <laughs> Like, yeah, I love the movie, it's... What's the name of that thing when something reminds you of, like, humanistic features, so it's off-putting? Oh, um, I know the word. I don't know the word. But I there's a lot of things that are creepy that I like. Valley. Uncanny yeah, Valley. Uncanny Valley. You know how, as I a kid, Uncanny I would try Valley. to find faces and everything, so, like, the car would look like it's smiling. Mm -hmm. So, in houses, I did see two eyes and a mouth, oh, and then yeah. they actually took that, and they're like, here. <laughs> I told y'all that house winked in the beginning. Like the, it, like it the winked in the beginning. Yeah. No, it, like the like the literally like the wood it around blows. it like like moved a certain way like mm. to like like it went, oh it, it cracked at one point like the window no not that not that like in the very beginning. I'm sure that like, it was like the face muscles like, I'm sure, moving to make the eye. I'm sure it was wasn't just, just a shutter. I, I'm know. sure it was. I don't know. I don't think it was winking. I think it closed to the eye and that was it. You were like, there was only one eye. Yeah, you did say <laughs> there was only one eye. <laughs> yeah, because you were in front of me! <laughs> and you said sitting. you watched the movie. Yeah. yeah. How do you know it doesn't have two eyes? <laughs> I enjoyed the movie. How do you know if I have a brain? I don't. That's the good answer. That's the answer that you should always go go to. I'll we'll check later. <laughs> I enjoyed the movie. And I enjoyed the characters, and that's all I have to say about it. A solid 8.5 works for me. 8.5. But she went from bones. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs>